Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And good day to you, Southern California. Welcome to the two-hour expanded edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Happy to be here. Enjoyed my little rest yesterday. Hope you enjoyed yours. Well, we have a different kind of topic for you today. First time on the Astrology Hour. The topic is called the Fifth Dimension. Today we're going to talk about realms that exist beyond Earth, in my opinion. What exists beyond Earth in case you should pull away from Earth's pull and the obsession of being human, (laughs) material, and anything you might connotate as being realistic or valuable in this dimension. Uh, We're skipping the fourth dimension because, of course, in my opinion, the fourth dimension is the limbo state, which we have already discussed. And isn't it funny that a a musical group like the fifth dimension would write a song called The Age of Aquarius? (laughs) The whole point of which is to escape the third dimension to get beyond the fourth, and into the fifth. So uh, for those of you that have no idea what exists beyond the earth plane of existence, this will be a very interesting show for you to listen to and perhaps to record or whatever. But either way, welcome to KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative, where you can hear the Astrology Hour weekdays at 12 noon and today from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. I had a rebirth over the weekend because uh, my little canaries didn't take care of their babies. So I had four mini funerals as all four baby canaries that were born, Io, Europa, Ariel, and the bird with no name, all died, and uh, that was unfortunate. So I took the mother hen and gave it to my mother and separated her from the father and said, no more eggs, I've had enough trauma for the week. (laughs) So I am not going to eat any more chicken or turkey after having two little baby birds die in my hand. No way. Thank you. (laughs) So if I had any desire to eat meat, that nipped that in the bud, right? Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the fifth dimension. And uh, the fifth dimension is an interesting place. It's a wonderful place. It's uh, a place that I would care to dwell in for many eons. Uh, it's no wonder that souls actually evolve souls, beings of light that can evolve beyond the third dimension and don't really necessarily have to stay in this dimension for any reason because they've overcome its pull. It's no wonder that they do dwell in the fifth dimension for many years, sometimes centuries, to recharge. Of course, time is not designated in segments in that dimension like it is here on Earth. As far as they're concerned, Earth is like a book that can be read over and over and over again. So I believe beings in the fifth dimension can almost punch up whatever time they want to incarnate or or plug into or lifetime they want to experience. And then it's almost like an arcade where you drop a quarter in or be born (laughs) in that particular life segment. It's very, very difficult to define this dimension because it's difficult to define the fifth dimension typically in human terms. I'll tell you what's not there or what you must overcome In order to get there, number one, you must overcome the pull or your desire to be on Earth. I think one of the reasons why beings incarnate over and over and over, some of you 50, 100, 1,000 lifetimes, and I can't put any limit to past lives because we're dealing with eternity here, folks. (laughs) And in the quest for eternal grace and evolution, you can't put a limit on lifetimes. I would say this, if there are those of you who think you are new souls or think that you are human for one of the first lifetimes, then consider yourself lucky because what I consider that means is that that particular soul has evolved beyond perhaps 
for example, the animal kingdom, where some of our very highly evolved dolphins and whales, porpoises, and also dogs and cats and monkeys and creatures like eagles or certain bird species, whatever, they reach a certain level where they evolve beyond the suffering in the animal kingdom and animal consciousness, and then they can evolve higher to human consciousness. So if you are a person that has been perhaps a jungle cat or an eagle or a dog or a leopard or whatever for many lifetimes, and finally you have evolved beyond the animal plane to the human plane, then that's perhaps why you finally feel like a new soul. Obviously, before you were into the animal consciousness, you were probably something even before that, maybe even an alien, or maybe an individual consciousness that totally abused their powers no matter what life cycle or life situation they lived in. Frankly, if you feel like you're an old soul, that probably means that you have been human for multiple lifetimes, maybe a thousand or more. A lot of times people will look in an old soul's hands and see tremendous wrinkles even in a young person, tremendous line segments, and wear on the hands. I believe that the hands actually reveal the past and past lives too. So some of your best palm readers can get actually give you a regression for sure. But, you know, the truth is that Earth can be fun, even though many people, uh, beings in the fifth dimension and beyond this planet, look at Earth as a metaphysical trash pile. Uh, as far as if you want to designate any one area as hell, then you might either designate parts of Earth in the third dimension as a hellacious state, considering some of the war and suffering and torture and murder that goes on in this planet, and also areas of the fourth dimension in the limbo state, where there are lost souls in that area, uh, also as being in sort of a hellacious state. If you can get beyond the pool of the third and the fourth dimension, where in the fourth dimension, matter actually loses its essence and portions of the spirit become more obvious. There's also a lot of learning ground in the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is bonded to the third dimension, but fourth dimensional creatures and beings don't have any contact with this dimension, the third dimension, unless they contact this dimension through our own chakras. So beings in the fourth dimension are in a limbo state in my opinion, and this show, of course, is the opinion of Farley Mallers. I'm sure there's a lot of opinions concerning these subjects. So I'm always looking for further information. If people want to talk about it, give me a call, please, and teach me. But anyway, <laughs> these fourth dimensional creatures, of course, many of them lost and beyond the reincarnational bond that attaches the third and the fifth together, these fourth dimensional creatures are kind of lost and, and they use us, use our chakras and possess us or will affect us, many of them, in order to try to experience the third dimension, which they can no longer reach because they have did not go into the light and therefore escape the bridge that bridges the third and the fifth together. But anyway, like one of the points of this show is to let you know that the reason why you stay on Earth, you come back to Earth, or you reincarnate over and over again, or you stay a human, or you lose your human form and become an animal, it's all like a big scale. It's like a ladder. And you can either climb high up on that ladder and get off the ladder completely and end up someplace else, right? Or you can go down that ladder and end up in the bottom of the pit. I frankly believe what the Hare Krishnas believe, that animal consciousness and human consciousness is bonded to the God spark. Wherever there is life, there is God. That is my opinion. And I also believe that people that are bad or that do not absolve karma and that do abuse their humanity can uh, be subject to being born in the animal world, in the animal realm. As some animals, uh, some people believe that some animals have it good, like cats, for example, that some cats have easy lives, fun lives, <laughs> enjoyable lives, sometimes a lot less pressure than the human being might have, but believe it or not, it's a carnivorous existence for most cats. So you have to also attack and hunt and kill your food sometimes if you don't have the, the meat put before you. So cats may not have it as good as you think they do either. But it is my opinion that if you do evolve beyond the animal kingdom and your consciousness, your God spark is qualified to human form, then you can actually evolve beyond the human state into something else that we can't readily recognize 
or realize or identify. Now, I always give this example. I haven't done this on the air, but I always give the example of the ant colony, the ants and the bees existing at their levels and their consciousness and their dimension, and not really totally being aware that we as human beings, that our race, that our civilization really exists. I mean, all an ant might know with its antennae is that it might get squished or might have a ton of toxin placed into its home to try to eradicate or end its civilization, its existence, from human interference. But just like ants and bees do not readily recognize that humans exist, I believe that we also exist in an ant light and a bee light state, not totally recognize the entities and the beings that exist in the fifth dimension that can readily see us and readily experience us and sense our existence just like we can the ants and the bees, but still we can't really sense theirs because we are not evolved enough or have enough senses to sense their existence. But the truth is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, some of the further truth concerning the fifth dimension is that you cannot get there. You are not actually granted the serenity and the bliss of fifth dimensional experience and living conditions until you finally overcome the pull of living in the earth plane. See, once you make the choice to come down here, the price you pay is you lose your consciousness. In other words, as you become the ant, you forget that you were once a human (laughs) that existed above and beyond the ant civilization. Once you become human, You forget your fifth dimensional legacy that you had, and it's like you are struck dumb, and you can't get out of this dimension, out of this plane, unless you become totally aware of what it is, what the connection between this plane and the fifth and the fourth dimensions are, and beyond that also, and you must also overcome everything that pulls you down here. Just like the ants have an instinct to help their queen and to create residence and to create protection and to seek out food, we as human beings down in the earth plane also have our instincts to procreate, to multiply, to also seek food and shelter and security and acquisition. So we are bonded to this plane, and we are also obsessed by it. Many of us are connected to it, firmly so, and it is very difficult to overcome some of these instinctive connections in the earth plane in which after we do overcome these instincts, then we can excel and evolve beyond this plane, bridge the fourth dimension, go into the light, and qualify for higher blissful experiences. Now, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about what the fifth dimension, plane of consciousness beyond Earth and beyond the fourth dimension of limbo, what it is void of or what you must overcome in order to get there, and then what I truly feel exists once you do get there. And actually, of course, in fact, interesting about how this dimension works and voyages to this dimension and reincarnation and karmic effects, how they are all geared, have so much to do with the structure of this dimension, the third dimension, and the vehicle in which this dimension portrays. I'm talking about the entire megaverse, the universe, and the mega galaxy system, and then our location in the Milky Way in this galaxy, and how the universe actually acts as vehicle to create uniqueness, depending on where you incarnate or manifest in this dimension. The universe is set up to act as an energy scale, offering certain vibratory patterns that are absorbed by a being, depending when and how and if it does choose to incarnate in this dimension. That is why astrology plays an important role in this cycle of understanding, bridging the gap between the third and the fifth, reincarnation, karma, absolving same, and evolving beyond it. So if you hadn't thought about getting your astrology chart up till now, then maybe you might want to think about sending for it, because by sending for your astrology chart, what you're doing is you're studying and understanding this unique pattern that you have chosen to help understand some of your obsessions, some of your drive, some of your powers, some of your karmic influences, and what lessons you must overcome to evolve beyond this reincarnation cycle and bridge the fourth dimension to the fifth. That's why when I get on the air every day, I'm trying to teach you how to escape the third dimension. (laughs) Sometimes a lot of people don't think the third dimension is so nice. See, as we enter the age of Aquarius, 
And as more of a bliss-like state comes over the Earth, considering we make proper choices not to blow this planet up, again, like we did during Atlantis, if we make the proper choices and create a golden age on Earth, then you can imagine the billions of souls that will qualify to enter bliss-like states in the fifth dimension finally, because we will, in fact, create a bliss-like state or a heaven on Earth, which is almost like creating a fifth-dimensional type situation here on the Earth plane. So we're actually trying to manifest and recreate the Earth plane to be more similar to and like unto the fifth-dimensional situations. Isn't that fun? So it's a big mission here on Earth, and that's why I'm alive and here to teach people about this mission. Well, frankly, there's a lot you have to let go of. Uh, This is a massive cookie jar we live in here in this dimension, and we love cookies, don't we? Oh, those chocolate chip cookies, nice and soft and gooey. And so many things on Earth can be compared and symbolized to the chocolate chip cookies because we won't let go of them. There are beings down here that we won't let go of, people, relatives, friends, people we love, people that we are connected to, people that we have debts to and owe us debts. We are also connected to situations as far as families, groups, organizations, religions, national structures, international structures, world structures. We're also teachers. We have compassion. We don't want to leave because there are certain people down here we feel bonded to. We don't want to leave them here, so we want to try to help them. That's part of my job. Part of my mission here is to teach others about the light and God's love and metaphysics and astrology and help them overcome the pull of reincarnation. When I've taken as many of my friends and relatives with me, then I will leave this dimension and finally go to the fifth for a major recharge. But, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we're down here because we do think it is so important. It is almost like a material instinct that holds us here. Frankly, to overcome the pull of Earth, you must learn to have and radiate an unconditional love and connection for all people, a oneness that we all share, a bondedness we're all united to with the God spark. And it's very hard to sometimes get rid of the hate and the anger and the anxiety that we attract and we manifest. And this is what is part and parcel to the pull that keeps us here, this hate and this anger and this anxiety with people that we have. It's called karma. (laughs) There are debts when there is hate and anger for you or towards you. So anything also material holds us here. Money, power, cars, real estate. You make this all so important. This is the stuff that keeps you here on Earth, coming back over and over, fighting a battle for competition to try to win out. Isn't it funny that capitalism is an economic structure where competition is so important, materialistic acquisition, and beating out your neighbor winning the money and and acquiring all this stuff. Where's the sharing or humanitarianism? There's a new one. Any obsessions you might have, any cookies that you want, any selfishness you might have, competition as we know it, money, power, trying to dominate or control other people, manipulate them, getting involved in power struggles, violent struggles, war, and also overcoming things like pain and death and separation are all part of what holds us here on Earth. Believe it or not, People are locked into this death-rebirth cycle. There's something about it that entices them, believe it or not. Well, once you have decided, as a soul, that you have made a peace, and you can leave this dimension after death without any hate, without any anger or anxiety, and hopefully there's not that much hate, anger, or anxiety, or, or obsessed love radiated towards you, because people on Earth can pull you back to this dimension. That's right. Other people can pull you back because they feel a hold on you, Uh, for one reason or other. That's why it is important to let our loved ones go after they go into the light and say, God bless them, go into the bliss and have a good time and write us a letter, send us a telegram, whatever, if you can. So actually, overcoming the pull, (laughs) isn't that funny? I I channel my higher self and then I get something in my throat and everything gets crazy right here. So actually, overcoming the material and the obsessions and the selfishness and the competition and the money and the power is really the key 
Notice some of our highest masters and highest teachers, like a Gandhi, or like a Ramtha, a Rama, or like a Jesus Christ, or Moses. These are people that walked around with nothing. You know, they didn't have any real estate, they didn't have any money, they didn't need much to eat, they didn't have any love or romance or marriage or children or family. A lot of these people, when they evolved to their highest good, they realized that what is most important is the spirit. Now, the spirit is what exists in predominance in the fifth dimension. There is an ether. There is a fabric of essence. There is a vibration that exists that connects all people, and they know it. They feel this connection. They feel the interwoven bond that connects them. They still have somewhat of an individuality because they haven't reached a certain plane. The fifth dimension, believe it or not, has yet another bridge to dimensions beyond as we reach towards the light, towards the source, the center of the universe, the God center. We must go to the fifth for more lessons in order to evolve higher and make that bridge into the light, into the God center. So there is still a semblance of identity and individuality in the fifth dimension, but even though there is that semblance, we still feel the bond and we still recognize the ether and the fabric that holds us together. It is something that is quite ordinary and natural, whereas trying to recognize the bond and the ether that connects us down here on earth can be very difficult. And the authentic love that exists that is part of the definition of what God is, the God essence, is not something we have to search for or seek because the love vibration is what the ether is made of. So we don't have these feelings of loneliness or apartness or separation. It is very much of a blissful connection that we feel with all people, not only in that plane, but also everywhere in the universe. There is a unity and there is a creativity that is so obvious and prevalent. See, like we, or many of us are aware that thoughts and words and actions manifest here on earth. Well, let me tell you, you're like a super being. You're like a superhero in the fifth dimension because you are that much more, a hundred times more aware of whatever you think, feel, say, or do to become instantly manifest. In fact, you are like a mind sculptor in the fifth dimension. There is automatic telepathy that exists. There is uh, ability for flight, of course. You know, you might call it human flight. I call it entity flight. So you can fly. And there's a fantasy factory that goes on in a creative process where Whatever you do believe not only is true, becomes instantly manifest. There is a school there for, for beings that want to serve as guides to those of us here in this dimension. And there's also a schooling a situation that goes on in the fifth dimension for people to go through lessons to qualify for higher levels of existence where closer God bonding and obvious God consciousness unity is more obvious and more consistent. And then also there is a choice area that goes on where the choice to incarnate and guide others on earth also occurs. So there's a free flow of souls going into each and every dimension, climbing the ladder up or climbing the ladder down, depending on the choice of the individual entity, whether it wants to get closer to the God Center or further away from the God Center by walking down the dimensions. And of course, entering the earth plane is a situation that is concerned through astrological matters, where the soul automatically qualifies for a certain astrological segment of a certain life cycle of a certain civilization time period, and then that soul attempts incarnation and manifestation in this plane using a mother and a father as host vehicles. Then once you're born and you come out of the womb, you inhale that first breath, you get that astrological spark, which actually injects you with uniqueness, also considering the body and the environment and the family you have chosen to incarnate to. You're also given your karmic structures through astrological influences, and it's one very interesting pattern. This is an advanced topic. I hope you recorded it. But this show is a first-time presentation here in the Astrology Hour. It has been called The Fifth Dimension. 
and I hope you understand how to qualify to it if possible. It's not easy going up or down the ladder. None of this is easy. It's difficult. It's like a difficult quest, and that's why God can be complicated depending on your point of view. But in order to go either side of the ladder, up or down, it is difficult, it can be painful, and also you have to let go of something, usually something you want. You always have to pay a price to go up or down the ladder to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, or beyond the dimensional scales. Okay? Isn't that fun? And you're not human as you know it in the fifth dimension, of course. You are whatever you want to be. You can create or design any appearance you'd like. If you want to be fat and chubby and comfortable with that, you'll create that. Isn't that funny how we can also create that here on Earth? You're not aware that we create exactly what we want to be and what we want to look like here on Earth, too. That's why a lot of people must want to be skinny, and a lot of people may want to be fat, too. So why not leave people alone and respect them for their own creative space, whatever it is? If they want to be skinny, they'll be skinny. If they want to be fat, they'll be fat. You know, in the Renaissance period, it was fun to be fat. In fact, skinny girls never had sex. (laughs) The fatter girls always had romance. Isn't that funny? Here in 1988, there's such a stress on diet because of the diet industry. Billions of dollars spent stressing that people remain slender. And I've seen a lot of heavier people live to be a very old age. So who knows what's true? It's the power of the mind that overrules all and the power of God that overrules all. So don't limit yourself. A man and a woman's got to know their own limitations. Let's go to the phones now. Nancy's been patient enough to hold the double Capricorn supporter on line one. And how are you, Nancy? Fine. I'm a regular listener. I love your show. Well, thank you. And a first-time caller. All right. Are you doing general scans today? Sure. Is that what you want? Well, for starters, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, what degree is your rising? Have you figured that out yet? I think it's 17. It's 17 degrees? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that helps. So let's go over here to this year you were born, 1962. No. No, I'm just, you know, I'm not letting anyone know you were... (laughs) Okay, 1935. Okay, Nancy. Cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows now. Okay, and uh, basically, you were born on Christmas Eve, right? Isn't that cute? Okay, and... (laughs) Now, you look like you've been going through a little stress here. You got your hand in the cookie jar? Yeah. What do you want? Change. You want change? Yeah. Well, isn't there someone or something out there that you're individually working on? Not someone. What is it? What are you reaching for? What am I reaching for? Mm Mm-hmm. Balance? Yes. Okay. Is it plugged into a certain situation or a certain environment or a certain career? Is is there something? Do you have a goal? I'm ready for a total change. Okay. But can you put your finger on what you want out of life? I uh, mean, you're being, you're being, I think part of your problem is you're not being specific. You're not asking for enough specifics. You may be too general. Sometimes if you ask for change, some of the changes you get are painful and they're not what you want. See what I mean? You have a Venus square Mars, and you just went through a Pluto square your Mars. And, God, Scorpio and Aquarius energy combined. Does that make you a real extremist? Yes, I think so. Yes, you mean you're not sure? No, I am, I am. Being a Capricorn with Venus and Mars and fixed signs can make you very powerful. Are you somebody that feels like you have power over people? Oh, I don't know if I have power over people. I think I have... um... A lot of control over myself. Uh-huh. Okay. I think the best thing that's happening in your chart is Mars is trying your Venus this week and next, and you are shown a lot more of a spiritual emphasis in life. You might get some kind of a revelation if you meditate, and if you stay positive right now, your power of mind is very strong, so be careful what you think and believe. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Madeline now. Line 3, Capricorn Libra Rising, another first-time caller. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Farley. Thanks so much for your wonderful program. I intend to become a member immediately. Thank you. I 
interested in a general scan. A lot of things are going on. Yeah. <laughs> and would just wonder, since I feel that you're also a psychic as well as an astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> now, what makes you think that? Uh, um, I feel it strongly. Um, what you intuit about my chart with maybe some emphasis on meeting someone new in the future. Relationship? Yeah. Okay, and I take it you're heterosexual? Yes. Okay, well, you're one independent puppy. <laughs> yeah, that Mars and Sag. You're the type of person that I read something on. Somebody said, Farley, if you ever get married because you have Jupiter and Sag, you might need your own bedroom and you might need your own office. It doesn't mean you don't love your wife. It just means you might need to sleep alone once in a while. But a wife might take offense to that if she was sensitive about it, right? Yes, ex exactly. I'm that way, only reverse it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give you me mean... my own bedroom, please. Oh, give you your own bedroom for sure, then. From time to time. I think that's part of the solution and the key to you having good relationships is to communicate that to people right off the bat. Right. Let them know you don't like clinging vines, you don't like insecure people that try to possess you, that you need a lot of space and freedom to yourself. You are shown magnificent commitment over the summer. In fact, a very heavy popularity period that is approaching around July-August. So you could come out with a relationship, but I do suggest that the person you're with also have a strong Sagittarius factor also. Oh, well, that's very helpful. Sag is so wonderful and fun and light, and we all need that anyway in this day and age. Yeah, Sagittarius people need time to teach others. Relationships and sex are fun, but we still have to go out on our quest to help this planet, too. And that's other people... You know, they get upset and jealous of that. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, and God bless you, Farley. You're doing great. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Let's go to line number four and talk to a longtime supporter, Catherine, who is the Gemini with Leo Rising. How are you? Hi, Farley. Gosh, you've been around for about four years. Oh, yeah. Listen to you every day. How's your roommate? Fine. Sky, right? Yeah. Tell well, her. actually, I've changed roommates. Well, if you see her, tell her I said hi. Okay, for sure. And what can we do for you? It was just my birthday. Well, happy birthday to <laughs> Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Bart. <laughs> I'd like a birthday year uh, forecast. Well, you're having a Mars return. Did you meet someone new recently? No. Do you want to? Sure. Are you feeling psychic right now? Not terribly. Kind of intuitive, but not terribly. Well, Venus was trying your Mars for a while, and then it retrograde. Now Mars is sitting on top of your Mars, and it's a definite spiritual rebirth. Do you feel like you're being restructured this week? Yeah, kind of internal changes going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're Gemini Moon, aren't you? Uh, yes. Okay, so Mars is square your Moon and your Venus coming up. So you want to be real spiritual at this point and not be too mental. That way you can kind of watch your anxiety levels. Cause uh -huh. you, because uh, we know you might be prone to a little nervousness and worry once in a while. Oh, yeah. So this is the time for you to try and flow with things. Uh -huh. And imagine yourself as a great river, like the Amazon River. It's flowing through life, and nothing can stop you. Okay? Okay. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> what a sweetie pie. Okay, we're continuing with more. I'm reminding you, my name is Farley Mallers, in case you just tuned in. The radio show is The Astrology Hour. Our handle is Astrological Metaphysical Radio. 12 noon weekdays, 93.5 FM. KFOX is the station. And if you come down here to see the pier, forget it, because there's nothing to see. The pier is history. <laughs> I mean, like, they're just open ocean out there, kids. I was here when the pier caught fire last week, and it went up like a matchstick. I didn't see how the fire started, but I did see it localized for a while, and then, wow, it just spread. And you believe all these people, thousands of people come down here and watch this stuff. I got in my car and got out of here. I mean, I've seen fires, and fires can be dangerous. 
and the smoke and the fire can kill you. But people come down here and they want to stare at it. I don't know what's wrong with people. See how people are obsessed with this dimension? They're obsessed with seeing things like fire and auto accidents and people getting hurt. And what the hell is wrong with us? Just it freaks me out that people are like that sometimes. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do something about it. Let's go to Kathleen on line five, the Pisces. Gemini Rising, hi. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Gosh, I've talked to so many Kathleen's and Kathy's this week. <laughs> i got uh, Kathy's coming out of the walls here. Popular name. Yeah? Anyhow, um, I enjoyed your topic. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. The fifth dimension? Yeah, attractions and aversions. Uh-huh. I'm getting rid of them. <laughs> okay. And I just really want to know, I've made a lot of changes. You know, wait a second. You can be one obsessed puppy here when it comes to men, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Mar- Mars and Leo women are very stubborn, and they find it extremely difficult to let go. If, if a that's, guy, that's the biggest thing I've been dealing with, yeah. If, if a guy says no, you're saying no way. <laughs> Say, wait, you might not love me, buddy, but I'm obsessed with this thing for a while here. <laughs> Saying, like, thanks a lot, God. You really, know? it's no fun. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know what's going on with me then. <laughs> well, that, I, that's always that's always there. Let go of those men. Give them a break. Number yeah. one, gosh, because then once you get close to them, you start playing these games with them. Probably, I'm not in the mood. I'm in the mood. I'm in the. I'm controlling the relationship. I'm not controlling. You're controlling the relationship. Forget you. I'm having a good day. I'm having a bad day. I need to have a fight. You know. Oh, well, I don't want to hear that. This is this is your life, Kathleen Purdue. You know. But, you know, actually, <laughs> I think you'd make a good corporate director. You'd probably be a great general of an army, in fact. Oh, good. <laughs> you are shown tremendous psychic ability. Tremendous. You're definitely a wizard from a past life. I've been told that. You're, very, you're a very intelligent lady. Thank and you. you weren't born to have sex and get married, although you can have sex. You were born to teach. I was. And, and help people evolve and midwife this planet, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Jackie, the Pisces Scorpio Rising. Yo, Jackie. Hello. Um, 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 I'm from another city, another state, actually, and I've been listening to you for a couple of times, and uh, I'd like a general scan just to see... I'm from another planet. Me too, probably. Where are you from? I'm from a city I heard you talking about a while <laughs> back, and you were saying something about that city had a bad, um, I think it was Taurus, bad sign or something, but anyway, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I like Cleveland. I do too. Cleveland rocks, you know. Yeah. But uh, I asked some one time where somebody was from, and they said they were from Uranus. And I said, "Oh, okay. Never, <laughs> never mind, buddy. Get out of here." Okay. <laughs> you are also a very evolved woman. See, it's a Sag moon today, and it's on my Jupiter in the Clown Desert. That's circuit. okay. I can roll with it. Go ahead. But there are so many things you're being prepared for in the coming years. Really? You are blessed with a Jupiter trine Mars. What do you attract men like a magnet or something? Are you married? No, I've, I haven't attracted anything recently. <laughs> well, are you insecure about it? No. Okay, how's your self-esteem? Is it cool? Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to be cool because I'm kind of excited right now. Okay, well, you are shown getting married in your life. Really? Yeah, you are shown getting married, I would think, uh, actually sooner than you know it. Oh, I probably don't even know it. Yeah, I'd say within the next year or two. You <laughs> might call me back and say, Farley, you're going to get a cookie in the mail here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, you are a very powerful woman, very, very intuitive, Mercury and Venus and Sun all in Pisces. Yes. So you should be a meditator with that stuff. I do. Because you might have some self-doubts about your own power here. Well, no, I've been expressing it lately. How's your family karma? Painful? Uh, well, um... Not too bad? Not too bad. Okay, that's good. Okay, thank you for calling, hon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. If you want to know what I look like, just picture Michael Jackson in the bat video, right? I'm, I'm Farley. I'm Farley. Smiling sweet freedom with the leather and the bells on. Grabbing himself and everything. 
Okay, this is KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative, where you can hear astrological metaphysical radio weekdays at 12 noon. And uh, I'm having a great time today, so you should have a good time. Know that you are loved. The light of life shines white and bright. All you have to do is record one of these hot shows and play it over again, and it'll just brighten up your day. We're having a great time. We've got all these Pisces people today. Taya is a Pisces with Capricorn Rising. Well, how you doing? You're getting a little bit funky today, Farley. TG. How you doing, guy? Well, you know, what do you mean funky? I had a hard weekend. Yeah, I had two, I know, ba- I had two Michael ba- Jackson, come on. Upgrade <laughs> yourself, guy. You got more spirit than that. Maybe it's more like Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah, probably. That's a good choice. Just for a little... No, wait a second, wait a second. Hold on a second. There's a lot of people that listen to this show that are Michael Jackson fans. Yes, but Weird Al is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> He is. It takes a real comedic genius to be able to parody stuff and be cohesive about it, so. That's right. Let's give the man a little bit of a bouquet there. Um, just a little quick footnote. The Fifth Dimension did not write Aquarius. It was written by Jerry Ragney and Jerome Rado. Thank you. I mean, J- Jimmy Rado. Sorry, even I'm screwing up today. And it was based on an astrological chart that was done by Maria Cremera. Okay. And so you know that it was a validated thing right there. I am fixing to ride off into the sunrise. First of all, I want to thank you for all of the advice that you've given the last couple of months because you really are a super person. Thank you. And I've learned quite a bit, but I need a little bit of a solar return tune-up on my business aspect, if you don't mind. You're moving, huh? Yeah. We're back to Texas? Going back east. Where? Cowtown. Oh, Dallas? No, Fort Worth. Well, we haven't seen the last of you moving around, that's for sure. Oh, good. Uh, you might feel the bug to move around even more, and it might take a while to, to secure the type of residence you want because you're having this Uranus opposed Uranus, as we know, Uranus and Gemini, mm-hmm. so you're firmly implanted in the midlife transit. Mm-hmm. The midlife transit is very unusual. It's what we call a major rebirth. Well, it ties in real good with your topic, too, because I really feel myself climbing the ladder. Yeah, well, that's good. I think wherever you do go, you'll be blessed because you're uh, the Pluto trying your Mars. So more than anything else, you are going through a spiritual awakening, and that might be why your life is focusing more on the spirit than the material at this point. Yeah, well, I've kind of relinquished a lot of old ideas about things, and I'm moving forward. And as far as, do you see any people involved coming into my uh, business sphere? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of karma here at this point. It appears to be pretty much of a struggle for you, unless you're totally independent. If you're totally free of any, I would say, supervisors, bosses, authority figures. If your own manager and your own boss, you'll be fine. I think part of the key here is to avoid thinking that you need other people to make your career work and do something on your own, my advice. Uh-huh. Good luck. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And see you in the light, as they say. Okay, let's go to another happy caller, Carol, who is the Sag Gemini Rising. <laughs> it is a Sag man, darling. Darling. Hi, beautiful. It's Welcome to the garden. Thank you. Well, question for me about compatibility. Who's the person? That's a good question. Now, come on. (laughs) You're going to get married, I think. You think so? I don't see anything. If you don't get... if (laughs) You keep saying that, but I see nothing. You'd have to lock yourself up in a closet to avoid some attention here. You think so? Haven't you been getting offers? Uh, Nothing, nothing that really is, like, there. Have you been hermitizing yourself? Mm, A little bit. Not really, though. Well, that's a real good idea, Carol. I mean, I actually... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a real good idea. Just lock yourself up during a major relationship transit of your life, right? Oh, right. Mars? Well, actually, I did propose to someone, but you know, <laughs> well, then, then, of course, he immediately left town. So, Oh, I like that. Women proposing <laughs> to men. Boy, life has really come full circle, I'll tell you. It's about time. Anyway, he was born June 29, 1950. 
June 29th, 1950. Well, you just about be compatible to anybody at this time because all the Neptune trying your Mars, Saturn trying your Mars coming up, Uranus trying your Mars, Mars and Virgo women are happening with men mm-hmm. if they're not gay. I mean, a lot of women with Mars and Virgo, about 50% of them are gay women, Mm -hmm. but you're not, obviously. No. And he has Mars and Libra, which is, uh, he has Venus and Gemini. How many times has he been married? Um, I don't think he's been married. He must have a pretty healthy track record here. (laughs) Really? We're talking about charisma here. Huh. Now, come on. This is the type of guy that a lot of women would go after. Tell me the truth, right? It could be, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It's the eyes. You're not kidding. (laughs) Boy, be careful with this one. I might envelop him in a plastic bag or something. Really? Well, I don't know. How long have you known him? Um, Off and on, he was introduced through a mutual friend a couple of months ago. I've seen him like a couple of times. You know what's weird? His Venus is square your Mars. So we're talking major challenge here. Really? We're also talking about going after the type of man that a lot of women would be interested in, so it's like a competition. Hmm. I know you're picky. I know you're particular. I know your prerequisites for love and romance may be very high, Mm -hmm. but sometimes when you do find what you think fits your fantasy, it may also fit millions of other women's fantasies too. Okay. I think the mistake that some women make is they go after the same kind of men that everybody wants. Right. And then we find out these guys are the most promiscuous, Mm -hmm. are sometimes the ones that you can't trust because they can play multiple choice with love. What would be good for me to look for then? Probably a virgin. Really? (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Either that or a man who you know has not had any contact with women. Okay. Okay, good luck. Thanks, Earl. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's go to Kim on line two, a Capricorn, Libra Rising. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Hey, Kim. How's it going? Real good. I loved your topic yesterday and today. Oh, really? The topic well, yesterday was how to know if you're an extraterrestrial. Yes, ETs. Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, does the bear live in the woods with the Pope, right? Really. Did you say that Jupiter, if it's Scorpio, is a good indication? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just about almost any Scorpio in the chart is a good indication. Oh, jeez, I've got two Scorpios. Yeah, Scorpio, Pisces, 8th, and 12th house planets are reserved for what we call bonding to our higher selves. Uh-huh. And a lot of extraterrestrial souls have qualified for that already. So that bonding is pretty easy. A lot of these people that are stuck in dogma aren't bonded to nothing but the concrete of the TV set, you know. Oh, jeez, so. yeah. I told my wife, I think I'm an extraterrestrial. She goes, well, how does it feel? <laughs> she should have said, is this grounds for divorce? <laughs> no. I got a phone home, I guess. I don't know. E.T. E.T. phone Yeah. The reason why I'm calling is for a general scan in career. I'm an actor. Well, I have a lesson for you to do. Oh, okay. I want you to sit down in the morning before you eat when you're still tired. Don't even wash your face or brush your teeth. Sit in your chair and face the north. And then visualize in a 10-minute soliloquy in your mind exactly what you would like, your dream, in career. And do that every day for three weeks. And then picture yourself taking both hands in your heart, stick them in your heart, and pulling out thousands of red roses and then just releasing them to the universe at the end of that meditation. And just imagine love throughout the whole galaxy. And by visualizing your highest career potential, and being humble about it, and selfless, and being generous with your success, and using those roses to symbolize your power, you should manifest a good career no matter what your chart is. Uh-huh. Does that help? Sure. I do that every night, though, uh, while I'm laying down in bed no. with a crystal in my hand. You want to do it in the morning because you're at higher power in the morning. Okay. Because your soul has rested, your astral body has rested, it's fresh, and your power is a lot more powerful. That might turn things around for you. Okay. Good, l- right. good luck, dude. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You asked a career question now on the Astrology Hour, and you get a lesson in metaphysics. Okay, we are getting ready to go into the second hour. 
of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. 